Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. We are live at Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. They've got a double-deck driving range, top tracer technology, putt-putt courses, a full restaurant, fun for everybody in the family. Go to rudysgolf.com, the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment. The food is already flowing. The drinks, well, they will soon be consumed as this restaurant this bar that we're in will fill up, and there's already a bunch of people out at the heated bays hitting golf balls. Hacking and whacking out, Doug. I love it, man. I love this place. I've already had wings and had a cheesesteak. That's what I've done with my Thursday so far. I came here, had wings and a cheesesteak, and I'm going to talk sports ball with my pal. I ate my traditional normal. Yeah. Extra crispy buffalo wings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have had them every week that we've been here. I believe that's 15 weeks in a row now, something like that. 16. But I, there's no Thanksgiving. I, I don't know. What, however many There's times, a week off in the middle. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. No. It is kind of our fault. I'll take the blame. You did Thanksgiving. I you wanted know, to you know what you did. eat at home with my family on Thanksgiving, and that was my fault. <laughs> but selfish. every other Thursday all season we've mm-hmm. been here. So today we're here until 630. You can come hang out with us and say hello. Tomorrow we will be here until 630. That's not tomorrow. Next week, rather. We will be here until 630. Uh, and that will be our final Thursday installment of Rudy's Golf and Grant and Danny. So today or next week, that's all you got. Full season's worth of being out here at Rudy's if you want to come kick it and watch some sport with us. This is the penultimate ride, Danny. This has flown by, hanging out here every Thursday, because the season has too. It, like, it's that first morsel, that first little taste of, uh, of the Hall of Fame game or the preseason football and everything else. You snap your fingers, regular season is coming to a close uh, here this weekend. Amazing. Uh, I just got a hot tea yes. delivered by Ryan. Mm-hmm. For so, like, my voice was great an hour ago. It's gotten a little worse. It's going downhill. And we're four minutes into the show. Yeah, you, you've got a hot tea, Maurice Martin, right there. Now, I'm not quite on my full Danny Ruyer where you, like, come into the studio, you say you can't talk to us for two hours, and you're worried because you have to whisper during the show. But we're headed toward that, it seems we're, like. Yeah, we're sprinting down, downhill with rocket skates on. I would say right now, this moment, would you say I'm probable or questionable, questionable. to finish? The questionable. Pro- really? Yeah. But, you, you know, you're, you're taking active steps. Yeah. You're drinking hot liquid, which you can't stand. Here's the good news, though. Uh-huh. I feel amazing. 
I've had this cold thing that won't go away. Yeah. There's been some nose and some throat and the inability to breathe and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that is kind of in the rear view. No, wild. I feel like I'm in a great spot mentally, physically, yep. emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's the voice. I'm telling you, it's exasperating. Isn't it, isn't it the worst feeling? Where, again, I've had – it's it's not right. Like, something is clearly wrong with me, as, as and no one – well, there's a lot, but save your zings. Um, but I've had laryngitis three times in four years. Yeah, like, that doesn't it. happen to human beings. It's your favorite thing. It, uh, it's a treat where I feel great. And the prescription for it, in addition to more cowbell, is steroids. So, like, I go get steroids, and I feel amazing. You say steroids – our boy Ryan says steroids. Steroids. It's what you do with a car mm-hmm. behind the wheel. You. What's another name for cow? Steer. Like a steroids. steer. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I'm like, I feel the best I can feel as a pudgy, washed up 40 something. And I can't, make, I can't make sound come out of my dumb mouth. I just don't know how people drink stuff this hot. With such joy and pleasure, by the way. It's but the like greatest thing. This right here. Yeah. This temperature of tea. Yeah. You'd comfortably drink that? 100%. Or would you wait a little while? 100%. I'm annoyed I don't have tea right now. I'm jealous of your tea. I brought my own tea. I'm obviously going to have tea in, after this first break. Yeah. I drink tea every day. It is a nourishing, delightful, calming joy to just consume it. That's after I drink hot liquid all morning. That's the coffee. That's the reason to get out of bed. There's no point otherwise. Everyone doesn't drink coffee's wrong. I'm correct. It's so, so perfect. You love coffee. I do. I you're love like, it so much. You're, you're like the college girl who wears a T-shirt to class that says, first. But co- first, coffee. Coffee first. But first. Yeah. Then the, the, the guy like in a bathrobe who goes to the restaurant, it's like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Oh, at the hotel? You've yeah. been that guy. Yeah. When we've traveled. I don't wear that shirt, though. Danny comes downstairs, and we're all talking about the plan for the day, and Danny gives us like that pointer finger toward the sky, leave me alone. Yep. Not until I've had my call. Right, but I don't, I don't need a shirt for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I won't talk to you then. I was planning on it. I was planning on approaching you and striking up a convo. Right. Disheveled bathrobe guy with the don't talk to me until I've had my coffee shirt. But don't talk to me until I've had my coffee, if that makes any sense. Fired up to be at Rudy's Golf and brought to you today and every day by our friends, the law firm of Kondori and Murad. Help protect your assets and update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. You can visit them at kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Remember, we're giving away tickets to see the Wizards and the Pistons at 4 o'clock in two hours right here on Grant and Danny. Uh, That's a 4 o'clock ticket giveaway, so make a note to be listening at that time. I'm excited because in one hour, coming up at Mm 3, we'll talk to Connor Rogers of PFF. He and Trevor Sykema, who we have on the show a lot, really, really good dude, very handsome. Yep, good hair. Uh, gels his hair and mm-hmm. just, you know, God, he's a good-looking guy. Uh, he's going to come on with us probably tomorrow. But they did a detailed breakdown on, like, how to fix slash save the commanders this offseason. So I want to talk to Connor Rogers about that, what the blueprint should look like for this Harris ownership group moving forward. But here's where the whole thing begins. you got to add talent. We found out last night, Danny, Not surprisingly, but still pretty jarring, I would say. Not a single pro bowler on this roster. And I think what was so disheartening to me and what was so disappointing about that yesterday was there was no energy for me or anybody else Mm -hmm. to say fill-in-the-blank got snubbed. Of course they didn't have a pro bowler. The only guy I could make a claim for and say they should have been in the conversation is probably – 
right guard Sam Cosme, who has been borderline dominant over the last month and has had a very nice first season at guard. Cam Curl finished in the top ten. He was one of just two commanders who did in fan voting. The other was special teamer Terrell Burgess. And he's a guy that I think is respected around the league as being a really good box safety. So if someone were to have gotten in, I would have bet on him. I'm not even sure, though, with impact plays and takeaways and things like that, if he was deserving on this horrendous defense with this horrific you know, production or lack thereof and big plays allowed this season in the secondary. So there's no one even to make a case for. And if you want to say, oh, it's the Pro Bowl, it doesn't mean anything, who cares? Danny, they have not had a season where not a single player went to the Pro Bowl with their emblem on the helmet since 1993. I was five years old. It's jarring. It's so hard to be as insignificant in the high-end talent pool as they were this year. Some of it is that you trade sweat, you trade young, whatever, but man, oh, man. This stinks. If you're a fan looking at this roster going, not only do they not have a pro bowler, of course they don't have a pro bowler. Who should have made the pro bowl? That's the issue. Yeah, there's no, well, they got job because it's Washington, or they got screwed because their record's bad. Or like these four guys are alternates who might get in next week. I mean, again, the, the best case is Cosmic, as you said. I mean, that's the guy that I, that, you know, who knows how this thing works. But when guys drop out or can't play or their team's still playing or, or whatever, maybe, you know, Cosmi will end up going. And maybe they'll get someone. I'm sure they'll get a special teamer in there. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's not much to this roster. Let me say this for Cosme really quick because people are going, wow, you guys are high on Cosme. Highest graded offensive player in the NFL since week 13 via PFF, just to, to give you a number. A 92 grade, that's a month of football, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about five games where he is the highest graded offensive player in the entire league. In that time, Danny, he's allowed zero sacks and only one quarterback pressure. Former second-round pick out of Texas who has moved to guard and looks like a mainstay and a possible building block there. They only have one on the line, but he's the one. So, And I like Cam Crow a lot. I've been on record saying I think he's a really good player. He's versatile. You know, not a great center fielder type safety, but everything in front of him, he's good. Leads the team in tackles, uh, has broken up some passes, but there's not enough counting stats there, right? I mean, I, I understand you can't hold it against him. He doesn't have a ton of sacks. It's not like he's blitzing every down, but you need more of those you know, interceptions, fumble force, fumble recoveries, kind of splash game-changing plays that haven't been there. I don't know how much of that is his fault and how much of that is guys are running free and wide open and he's got to make tackles, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field, et cetera. But, so I've always liked Curl. But, again, there's not much of a case. Certainly nobody on offense has come close to accumulating the kind of numbers that are Pro Bowl worthy. So it, it tells you how far away it really is. And, and the biggest – again, there, there are millions and millions of issues – we know about all of them with, with Snyder and company. Actually, we probably only know about a fraction of them. On field, it was their delusional, complete inability to self-evaluate. You had Bruce Allen standing up there and going, we're close. We're close. Vinny Serrato years ago said, it's a playoff roster that I gave Jim Zorn. No, it's not. You were wrong then, and, and these guys are wrong now. They can't self-evaluate, mostly because they're the ones that pick the guys. They pick these dudes, so they, they either want to be right or see what they want to see. It is just emblematic of how really and truly far away they are. But I think it's twofold as to why over the years the front offices here have suggested that they were so close. It might be that they can't properly self-evaluate. In fact, I'm quite sure that that is a reality. 
But don't you think there's also something to the whole paradigm here under Snyder forever was basically let's fool them. You know, let's do whatever we got to do to like sell this fan base on a dream Mm -hmm. to get a butt in a seat. If it means hiring some big name coach or throwing money at a player who's not a fit for us, so be it. We just need excitement. We need juice. We need energy. So let's not acknowledge with any transparency that we're not that good. Let's pretend, right? What's the movie act as if? Tau of Steve or something, or maybe that's Let Them See You Be Great. I don't know. But, you, you know, you, you you want to, I think, be as transparent as you possibly can generally, and, and you can get some patience from your fan base. But that was never the, the MO for Dan Snyder run Washington. Mm-mm. They always wanted to suggest yep. and make you think they're a player away, they're really close. It was like they were afraid to admit otherwise. And I think some of that was just dictated from above we don't want anyone to know that we're bad. Eventually, the season will play out, and they'll be able to look at the standings. But until then, let's pretend. Let's act as if. I really believe it's more than just that That's they can't evaluate. I think they also were kind of conditioned to lie to the fan base in a way, which was something that they did for a long, long time about season ticket list and everything else. So I, I actually take a slightly different tact on it. We get to the same conclusion where – they're here, right? But they didn't, they didn't really have that many good players. But I, I think you couldn't tell that little tyrant the truth. You couldn't show them the actual report. You had to dress the actual report in a fake report uh, about, like, the, this is what the ticket sales actually are. Or how, like, you had to go in and tell the naked emperor that his clothes look great for the whole time. Otherwise, you got fired. You had to call him Mr. Snyder. And if you crossed him, you, you got harassed. And, and, you know, he made you do all, like a funny song and dance or made fun of you because you were a cheerleader or whatever the other million and one stories that we've all heard about how much of a disaster he was. I think they really either thought they were good enough or they had to sell it to Dan, who's then, you know, trying to market it to everybody else. And even after the fans stopped believing it at a certain point, I don't know exactly when it was, whether it was 2016, 17, 18, somewhere in there, people just stopped buying it altogether. You still had to lie to the, to the grand idiot, that little, you know, tyrannical torp who was willing to, you know, who would fire you if, you if you looked at him wrong, if you made eye contact. So I think it, I think it was a cancerous, toxic bit of nonsense from the top down where they were doing whatever – it's, it's a culture of cover your butt where everyone was doing whatever they could to survive. And, dude, it's almost over, 72 hours away. So I also think two things can be true here, which is to say that the Pro Bowl rosters probably matter less than they ever have before in terms of actually determining who's good and who isn't. You know, as great as San Francisco's roster is and all the Pro Bowlers they had, mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk was left off the Pro Bowl list. That tells me that this is an unserious list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen is not a Pro Bowler in the AFC, as an example. Has had an incredible season, right? So you're always going to be able to pick some things apart. I would just stop short of using that as an excuse to give this front office a pass. Because while here over four years, this regime under Ron Rivera, the Marty Party and company, made 34 draft picks over four seasons. 34. No, that is over eight on average per draft class. They got one total Pro Bowl appearance out of 34 picks. Think about that. Mm. It was, by the way, Chase Young in his rookie year. That's it. That's the entire list. He was the defensive rookie of the year. He had a good, not a special, but a really good rookie season, seven and a half sacks, and as one of the most hyped prospects and the D-Roy in a down year for defensive rookies, he went to the Pro Bowl. So, cool. Everything's happy. Everybody Mm -hmm. is excited. Fine. 
they have had zero other Pro Bowl nods from Chase Young the rest of his time here and 33 other draft picks. That is hard to do. When you're picking in the first round every year, it's not like they didn't pick in the first round again. You're picking in the second round at least once every year. They didn't have some deal where, where for two years in a row they started picking in the third round, which would explain making it hard to, to draft a pro bowler. They didn't find a single guy that became a pro bowler. Give me a break. I would add to not just the draft conversation, but in terms of player acquisition. They signed dozens of players over four years in free agency. Now, most of the time, when you're signing a player in free agency, and especially the way they did it, you're not signing a guy to make a Pro Bowl, right? Like Andrew Norwell comes in here, you pay him a little money, or uh, fill in the blank, you know, $1, $2 million a year veteran. You don't sign Cody Barton at $3 million for one season because you think he's going to the Pro Bowl. But they have made huge splashes as well. There's probably 12 to 15 guys they've paid really good money to that you could have made the case if this goes well, they could make a Pro Bowl here. And they were over the entire list. So dozens of veterans, 34 draft picks, one Pro Bowl appearance. I really think you could kind of throw a dart and have better <laughs> luck. I mean, that is unconscionable to me. Well, I mean, to, to, to quantify that, the San Francisco 49ers went all in to try to find a quarterback with multiple first-round picks over multiple years. That guy doesn't play for their team anymore. The dude that is is the least relevant draft pick that you could possibly have, right? Brock Purdy, he made it, just, just to give an idea of how random it is. Like, it's a guy's luck box all the time. I mean, the previous regime lucked into Terry McLaurin. If you had any idea how good Terry McLaurin was, he would have gone in the first round. But they had no clue. They liked him. They get, I guess they get credit for taking him in round three. But if they had any honest-to-goodness set, you know, ability to evaluate, he goes 50, 60 picks earlier. Occasionally it happens for that not to happen, development, for the guys that they spent a lot of their chips on to not have it happen. It's just, again, so emblematic of how truly inept this management team that Rivera and company put together really was. Do you think they were worse at picking players or at coaching them? Picking players. Picking players. Oh, my God, by, by uh, because, eons to me. Uh, so I, I agree. I think I would also say that. But I don't think it is like the way you answered it is like it's 80-20. I'll bet it's more you know, 55-45 or 60-40. And here's what I mean by that. As you said with McLaurin, inevitably you, you just you find a guy who's really good and they – like Cam Curl's a great example mm-hmm. of one of their few steals. That's right? it. Home run. That was a seventh-round pick. Yeah. And he's become a really good safety in the NFL. He's going to get paid a ton, either in Washington to stay or somewhere else to come in and be an anchor defensively. That kind of thing should happen just about every year, a couple of times. It happened once in four years here, basically. But I I think that to have the batting average that they did, which was 0-0-0 essentially on their free agents, and barely better than that if you count the Pro Bowl from Chase Young, something's got to be wrong in the way that you're cooking. Like, all of the ingredients couldn't have been rotten and terrible. Mm-hmm. You did something wrong. I mean, here's, a good, here's maybe the best way to put it. Sam Cosme this year was awesome at right guard. Shouldn't they have figured out sooner? He's not a tackle. He's a guard. Kicked him inside. And if this was year two, he'd probably be going to a Pro Bowl this year. Like, that's just one example. But I also think there's a lot that they did poorly as a staff. 
after they drafted these guys. I think that's all true. I, I do. I think, that again, that stems from an inability to figure out who he is. Right? In other words, if, you, if a, a good general manager, like, for example, I, I just, this is the guy I always pick. If Ozzie Newsom watched Sam Cosby practice, he'd go, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, right guard. And it would have happened. Right? The coaching staff is sort of, okay, this is a tackle. And, and you know, it's not like they're any good either. But the guy that's supposed to be the architect, that's supposed to put the pieces where they need to go, that guy was also the boob of a head coach. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's everybody's trying to make Ron happy. The same stupid culture where you tried to make Dan happy before. This is a, an ambassador now of Dan. This is a, a Dan-adjacent type person in Rivera who, you know, got the blessing from the almighty tyrant previously. So he's empowered. You're trying to make Ron right. I mean, think of those press conferences where Martin Mayhew sitting up next to Ron Rivera. Martin Mayhew never said a word without saying, coach is absolutely right. Like, before he started talking. I know that's, a, that's an oppressor. You're not going to be like, that guy's an idiot. But it was emblematic of what this th- whole thing was, this stupid structure with guys that couldn't pick right. And the left hand never knew what the right hand was doing. And, again, it just it, it, this, this to me, not having the talent that they think they have is all about not selecting right, not using your resources in the right way, thinking, looking at this roster and going, we're all set at tight end for this year with a young neophyte quarterback. We're all set at offensive line. We did it, guys, and we high-five once we got our man idiotic to look at this roster and go, you know what our biggest problem is coming off last year? We need two cornerbacks in back-to-back rounds, one and two. Not an offense that was putrid. No, 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 no. We need to go cornerback one and two. The first guy's his own corner? Good. Play him in man a ton. Let's see what happens. Idiocy. Idiocy. Here's the question we should start with on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Is this roster as bad as it seems like it is right now this moment? No pro bowler, but they had a few last year, right? They would have had one if they didn't trade Montez Sweat. Obviously, he's not coming back through the door. Is this roster in terrible shape where we need to prepare for a couple of years with the new GM and the head coach where this is a non-competitive outfit largely? Or do you actually think that they're probably more talented than we know right now, that you get other coaches in here to elevate these players and all of a sudden, guys like Dotson and McLaurin and Robinson are playing better football. Sam Howell, if he's the quarterback, what have you. And maybe they are better than we think. You spend some money, you hit on some picks, and pretty quickly they turn this thing around into next season. Which side of that debate would you be on? 800-636-1067 is the number. We're live at Rudy's Golf today in Kingstown, Alexandria. Stop on by, come hang with us. We are going to be here until 6.30 on the fan. Welcome back to Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. G&D on the fan. Connor Rogers going to join the show at 3 o'clock. He works at PFF, and he put together a blueprint for the Commanders this offseason. Starting the show, though, looking at their roster and the talent that they have. Found out last night, not surprisingly, that they don't have any pro bowlers this year. It would be the first time they've been shut out since 1993. Uh, Ron Rivera style, I would say that's more interesting than important. No one is sitting here pretending like whether you get into the Pro Bowl or not determines if you're a good player as an end-all, be-all, or that it's gospel. If you got ten Pro Bowlers versus zero, I think it talks a lot about culture and overall maybe talent in your building. But they did have a few Pro Bowlers last year. There are still guys at the facility, whether it's recovering Jeremy Reeves on special teams or Tressway or Terry McLaurin, 
who have played at Pro Bowl levels in the past. John Allen, Deron Payne were perennial Pro Bowl types at defensive tackle who didn't end up making the roster uh, for the NFC this year. But I guess the question, Danny, is as they get ready to try to hire a GM and convince someone to come run this team, along the lines of when I was saying, what was Adam Peters thinking, Mm -hmm. the assistant GM of the 49ers at FedEx Field on Sunday watching the game, what kind of shape is this roster in? Is it as bad as it feels like last night as you're seeing them get shut out? Yes, this it is. And, and the delusion that we've all been under, and this is this has been emblematic again of, of so many different regimes and uh, things here, is just because we know someone's name, we assume that they're good, right? Someone that was has been here for a while, that doesn't mean they're the right answer. doesn't mean that they're, they would start for 15, 16, 20 other teams in the NFL. Now, listen, you can't have nothing but an all-star game, right, or, or an all-star team. There are, there are a handful of teams that – are so well-built and so incredible at every position, but that's fleeting. It's a salary cap league. There's turnover. That's what the league thrives on. Right now, San Francisco's roster is incredible. I would bet on them being really good again because they're really good at finding the next guy, finding the next uh, you know, uh, underpriced player to supplement their stars. But goodness gracious, it really is that far away. The guys that we think of as good, for example, everybody loves Brian Robinson as a, as a person. I love that dude. What he's overcome is unbelievable. He's a plodding, pedestrian, okay running back that I think was in the low 30s in terms of, of running back success rate on running downs. No to that. They need to do a lot better at a bunch of different places. I think Logan Thomas is a fantastic dude, and he should be on a roster as a leader. He's a future coach as far as I'm concerned. He can do whatever the hell he wants as someone that, as thoughtful and, and as good a dude as he is. That is not a tight end one. Wrong. They've got a number of those kind of things where you go, you are so far away from not only being good, but being league average, it's emblematic in how they played. I think that their roster is normal. You need a new head coach bad. I don't think it's worse than the type of team that is typically firing a GM or firing a head coach. Like picking in the top five teams are generally bad. When you get a head coaching gig, when you get a GM job, you're going to an organization that needs lots of work and a major overhaul. And I think they're on par with that. This isn't an egregiously bad roster. Uh, I'm going to look at this through the lens, as I like to do this time of year, of Ben Johnson, okay? Oh, ben no. Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. For those of you that aren't familiar, he's the offensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions. He is? But if I'm Ben Johnson, yeah. right? I'm looking at this thing. Terry McLaurin is better than any wide receiver in Detroit not named Amon Ra St. Brown. I'll take him over Reynolds. Jamison Williams has a chance eventually because he's so dynamic down the field maybe to be a similar guy. But, like, that's your wide receiver too in Detroit. And it's only because Amon Ra St. Brown's now probably a top ten wide receiver in football. Jahan Dotson. Now, we really don't know anymore what Jahan Dotson is. I believe, though, that Jahan Dotson would be the third wide receiver in Detroit, probably. Put him in the slot with St. Brown and McLaurin. So my point is, you know, you got two guys at wide receiver that would be top three, definitely, top four receivers in Detroit. Curtis Samuel would play a ton for the Lions, okay? So the wide receiver room here, and Samuel's a free agent, may walk, we'll see. But like, the guys this year on this team, that's not a bad room at all. Uh, on the running back depth chart, Brian Robinson is not on the same level as Jameer Gibbs, and I would say probably would be the third running back because David Montgomery is a beast there too. Although I'm not sure if there's a huge gap between, say, like Montgomery, really successful in their scheme behind their blocking, and Brian Robinson. 
but he could play and, and be successful in Detroit. Gibson, I think, as well. You're right. Tight end, they've got no comp to Sam Laporta. Offensive line, massively different. Those are areas they've got to focus on. And that's just the offensive side of the ball. But I guess my point is there are some pieces here. The, the two D tackles in Washington are as good as anybody the Lions have at D tackle. Aiden Hutchinson's obviously outside as a defensive end, the number two pick in the draft last year. There's some young pieces in the secondary. So if we're saying, is this a terrible roster? Well, I, I would say no. I mean, it's, it's a bad roster, sure. They, they lack star power. I think they've got some very solid building blocks, as every team is going to. If you inherit a fantasy team, like there's a couple of pieces <laughs> yeah, generally. Right. That, that you can build the thing around. And I think that's probably what you're getting here if you're a GM or you're a head coach, if you were to come to Washington. I suppose what you're cooking there. I, I mean, every, every team has players that can play in the NFL, right? I mean, even, yeah. even you know, you, the 0-16 Lions years ago had NFL players. This group doesn't have stars, but they've got, right. you know, probably a dozen guys that are f- solid. They've got two or three guys that are really good. Not stars. Right, But, you know, the, Terry McLaurin is yeah. a top 15 receiver. Allen and Payne are top 10 defensive tackles. McLaurin, Allen, Payne, Curl are Those the guys are that I think could play, for, they could play for anybody, right, for most teams, right? As you said, like McLaurin's role it would vary team to team, and, you know, et cetera, but that guy is good for almost anybody in this league. But maybe this is the point that matters, looking ahead, right? Because so much of what we're doing this week is really less about the Cowboys on Sunday. By the way, there's one more game. Feels like it's over. but Here we it's, go. It's not quite yet. I think if you spend your $90 million wisely, you hit on more than you miss. It's not a, a, you know, a bat 1,000 game. It's not a bat 1,000 world. You're not going to be right on everything that you do. But if you don't do what this front office did and bat like 221, and instead you, you, we're looking for 600, right? We're looking for 650 on your acquisitions and free agency. That gets you a lot better quickly. You hit on these picks, specifically a quarterback at number two. That elevates a lot of the guys on that offense. And I do think you can be right back in the mix in a pretty mediocre NFC for a wild card spot next year. You've got to hire the right GM, the right head coach, and the right quarterback. Maybe two of those three you hit on, and, and the path forward is maybe a little bit less circuitous than we think. So the, the, to me, Jamin Davis is emblematic of this. And, and here's what I mean. A new GM, the sooner he gets through, the better, would go, uh, I could do a lot worse. In the past, they've gone, that's an asset, because I could do a lot worse. I want this GM to say, I could do better. I want to be willing to not have something there for a little while. That's my long-term answer on the way to a long-term answer. The only position I, I'm not willing to do that for is quarterback. I need a long-term answer immediately. Every second that you don't have one is a waste of time. But I'm willing to say, let's be a little bit worse next year because I, I didn't find a linebacker that I love that I'm going to hand my five-year deal to, that I'm going to draft high or whatever. I'm not just going to pay Jamie Davis just to pay him because he's fine, right? To me, that's kind of the philosophy here. I want the new person to come in and go, this is nowhere near good enough. Any of these guys. And I'm not wed to, to near any of them. Now, I, it doesn't mean you just cut John Allen. That's stupid. Yeah. But I'm looking at the quality players, and to me, I think you and I are in lockstep on this part. There aren't that many of them. There just aren't. The, the guys that are sort of below board that are getting big minutes for me, that are playing a lot of snaps, are not good enough for me to compete at a high level in this league. Well, championship teams are built with dozens of guys that are kind of like Jamin Davis. 
I mean, just, just to pick the name that you said. You know, th- there's a lot of guys like uh, Cam Curl, right? I mean, yeah. James Smith-Williams types play on Super Bowl teams. Obviously, you want that guy to be your fourth defensive end, not your starter. Mm-hmm. So, not, not a first-round pick. I have to get a fifth-year option, too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you can have Cody Barton on a team. Seattle did the year before. That's playoff bound and pretty good. The question is the role and the importance, right? And I think that's kind of where we're at is where they lack is if you're filing all your players into rooms like they used to do, this is a deep cut, American Idol, after everyone sang for the judges, they'd send you into like four ballrooms. One would be going to Hollywood and everyone else would be like going home. If they send you into four rooms when they grade players and they're like, okay, this is the room of stars. This is the room of pretty good. This is the room of you're on the roster, but hopefully you mostly play special teams. This is the room where we're going to cut you. I think there's a lot of guys in the room of you're on the roster when we're good again. You just don't want that many of those guys that are starting and playing huge roles right now doing that when this thing is turned around in a couple of years. I think the room where they need the most work is where are my stars? I draft a guy in the first round every year. I need to draft someone who makes Pro Bowls most seasons. They have not done that one single time since they got here. That's why they'll be gone on Monday. But the next group had better start doing that. And when you spend the big money in free agency, William Jackson, Curtis Samuel, when you make the the splash trade where you're giving up high mid-round picks, Carson Wentz, you need to be right. Not every time. Nobody is. The best aren't. But you need to be right more often than you're wrong. 800-636-1067. Let's get to the calls next. Uh, Just how... Would you rate this roster going into the offseason? And is it as bad as it looks like it is from the outside a day after we found out the Commanders won't have a Pro Bowler for the first time since 1993? 800-636-1067. You can tweet us at Grant H. Paulson, at Funny Danny. We're live at Rudy's Golf on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's Danny. 
I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. Shout out to our guy, Zach Kruger. Clary was just showing me as we uh, came back from break a tweet where <laughs> it's a good bit. He said, it's a picture of uh, Jordan leaning against Scottie Pippen. And he says, we're witnessing one of the most gutsy performances on Grant and Danny right now. I'm, I'm telling you, I feel incredible. This is the best I've felt in months. I'm like a guy who's telling you at 37 years old, this is the best shape of his life, you know, in training camp or something after I just got signed off the street. But I, I promise. I feel great. We'll see. I, if it gets worse to into tomorrow, yeah. I'm just going to tell you right now, Danny, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the bit that you do where you drive to work and get sent home by our boss. I will just call off the dogs early in the morning <laughs> if I can't speak. We're headed toward that, it seems like. I know. I feel bad for you, man. Everything's fine. Uh, what are you taking a picture of? Uh, like zoomed in on your computer. Yeah, so this is uh, the Washington Commanders. Commanders. I still hate that name so much. Changing immediately. Uh, one of their public posts, it's a little throwback Thursday uh, picture or something with a sponsor, and it's congratulating Ryan Kerrigan, four-time Pro Bowler. Good. Uh, 2011 PWFA, all-rookie team, pro writers, uh, pro uh, football association, whatever. Uh, Washington 90 greatest. Uh, four fumble recoveries, three touchdowns, three interceptions, and 95.5 interceptions for his career. Congratulating Ryan Kerrigan on 95.5 interceptions. Okay, there's a couple things about that I find funny. 95.5 WPGC interceptions for Ryan Carey. The first thing is, how do you get half of an interception? I, you don't. Grant. You share that one? Two guys came down with the ball at the same time and stepped mm-hmm. out of bounds? Nope. nope half nope, a nope, pick. Nope. The other thing is, I'm going to take the under on 95.5 career interceptions for Ryan Carey. He was really good. Um, he was really good, but he didn't do that. It's not something he did. We're looking for sacks. Would have accepted sacks there. So what are you doing? You're going to post that? I am. What are we going to say about it? Uh, I can't wait for the new regime. Okay. Get Fair. to work, you think, everybody. You, get your sounder ready, Darius. You think Ben Johnson's going to fix the editing on Facebook? You, you think? Uh, ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. Ben nope. Johnson alert. I need to not be embarrassed anymore. I need the crest to say the right years. By the way, this is still the 2023 season, in case anybody's confused. Right? I need the right years. I need when you, you put out all the legends. I need them to be spelled correctly. I need Doug Williams to be right-handed. I need all the legends to not be in different jerseys. Stick aside, how do they fix that? Like, whatever that is. Because I, these are human beings. I'm not, like, really serious when I say fire everybody. I, I would never do that, and I don't think they should. But with all due respect, like Alec Hallaby or Adam Peters or whatever running the football ops is not going to change that. That is a – I don't know what that is, but they're terrible at it. Whatever – that is, the, the post where they you know, write about a player that obviously they didn't see play or don't know what position. He, I don't know what that is. They are not good at that. Yep. How do you fix that? Like, stop doing that kind of thing. Institutional memory, oversight, uh, and effort. Because what you're trying to do is get something up and, and pander to folks and, and make people happy for a split second that, that are following you. And it's, it's just something that's part of your day. The whole point is, as fans, people that shared these meaningful experiences, these players matter to us, right? So that's why it's such a disgrace when you, again, tried out the 90 greatest with typos, and if you turned it in as a freshman in high school, you would have failed the assignment. And these are professionals doing this. There's not a connection that needs to be there. Understanding the business that you're in. You're, you're trying to help people dip their ladle into the big old vat of nostalgia and good feelings. 
and it's 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 just another task to you because you've got like synergy and activations to do. You're activating synergy. Do the basic stuff. Yeah. The only other thing I would ponder is do those types of mistakes happen like in every market and it's just kind of dismissed as not mattering and then here because we're angry about other things do we jump on it like in other words it's magnified here but i wonder like the packers facebook page if they put something out about clay matthews or about donald driver Mm -hmm. do they botch something and then it's just like you move along maybe i don't know i just know that i wish they could figure that out. That's such it's a so controllable, controllable, easy That's thing. That's the word. It's controllable, Grant. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. State of the roster. A day after the streak since 1993 of having a pro bowler. Looks like it could be coming to an end for the commanders. Kevin's in Arlington on line three. Kev, just how bad a shape do you think this roster's in as a GM and head coach are set to come in here? I think it's as bad as they're going to pick second, meaning there are 31 other or 30 at least, other better rosters. I truly mean that. The irony is this group wanted to be a quote-unquote draft and develop group, and the record shows they were terrible at drafting, and the record shows they're terrible at developing. One of the things that's hard for me is how much is this on bad coaching? Because I think clearly we're one of the worst coach teams in the NFL under the current leadership. I mean, there's just no doubt, but – you know, they get so many things wrong. I mean, one of the things that really uh, was irritating to me was they would lock in on, quote-unquote, their guy in a draft process. So if somebody better fell to them, it was sort of like, well, but we got our guy. We like our guy. As opposed to that player is far better, has far greater upside, et cetera. You know, it just, it's just incredible to me. And the hubris of it. And I, I remember Martin Mayhew basically chastising the reporters asking about the draft picks with respect to Forbes and Quan Martin and, you know, why there when clearly they had an O-line uh, issue that needed to be addressed and said, well, nobody knows this team as well as we do. I mean, he was, they were just so stubborn in believing that their South scouting was on point and Grant it isn't. The guys that we pay like stars are backups most other places. Now, maybe – you know, pain talent-wise is elite, and maybe John Allen, when he's healthy, is very solid. But Allen looks to me to have a lot of mileage. Payne looks to me to be inconsistent. I go on and on. We- well, both of those guys, thank you for the Thanks, call. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, took a step back this year. I mean, more so, I would say, Payne than Allen. I thought Allen was pretty solid, but some of the counting numbers weren't there. Let's squeeze in Shane in Switzerland listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Shane? Hey, what's going on, Commander Danny and Grant? Hey, Everybody. Look, here's the thing. The, the, this roster is a D right now going off season for It's horrible. And that's why Ron Rivera is gone as well. He chose all these first-round Hall of Fame talents on defense, and half of them are not even going to be here. we got a free safety we still not signed yet. But, you know, it needs to be overhauled big time, and that's why you got to start thinking about the draft choices. And, look, every team that builds through the draft, they all right now look where they're at right now. They're in the playoffs. You cannot move. And plus, we got the cap room to go out and get the agents. What's to say that, you know, May or whoever we get as a quarterback, which I think we're going to do, but we got to build talent around him. You got to sort of. Butch, he reminds me of Butch Jones at the University of Tennessee. He could recruit his ass off, but he could not do nothing with that talent. Appreciate you, Thank buddy. You, dude. Yeah, I'm not convinced, by the way, and uh, that. 
if you were to line up every team and like just look at their rosters, that Washington's is 31 of 32. Like right now they're picking 31st, but there's seven or eight teams that are all kind of in a grab bag within a game or two of each other. But the bottom line is I think we'd all agree they're in the bottom five or six. Yeah, so what's really the difference? Exactly. They're in that bad bucket. I th- I, top of my head, I would rather have this roster than Patriots, Giants, maybe a couple other teams. But that's, that's not the honor you think it is. It's unacceptable. Connor Rogers of PFF going to join us next. He put together a blueprint for fixing this team this offseason. Want to go through it with him next here on The Fan. We're at Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 